Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Turf and Rec's Women in Turf podcast series. My name is Mike Jiggins, editor of Turf and Rec. Last fall, we encouraged our readers to nominate women who have made their mark in the industry through their leadership, hard work, innovation, and their ability to mentor others. From the nominations we received, we selected eight women who met the necessary criteria. These women are featured in the print issue of Turf and Rec, with four profiled in our March issue and four others to appear in our April-May issue. Additionally, all eight are being featured in a four-part podcast series, with new episodes posted to our website every two weeks. In today's episode, we'll hear from Dr. Sarah Stricker, Communications Coordinator at the Guelph Turfgrass Institute, and Emily Nuttall, Irrigation Technician at the University of Victoria. Before we hear from Sarah, here is a message from Kubota Canada, one of the sponsors for our Women in Turf promotion. Need to keep your golf course, sports field, or your own backyard in top condition? The updated Kubota Z200 is your ultimate zero-turn mower, delivering professional cut quality without sacrificing comfort, style, power, or performance. Available with your choice of a 42, 48, or 54-inch 10-gauge fabricated mower deck, the newly redesigned Z200 series is durable, dependable, and easy to maintain. Get it done and then some with the Kubota Z200 series. Visit kubota.ca for details. Basically, I wanted to find out uh, to begin with just a little bit about your background, uh, how you got started in the industry, you know, why you chose this uh, profession to begin with. Maybe if you could uh, elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah, so um, I actually started uh, my university career and I thought I wanted to be a veterinarian. <laughs> and I found out pretty quickly that I don't like the sight of blood. <laughs> and <laughs> So I kind of went to the program counselor and was like, I don't know what to do in my career. You know, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm, um, and they kind of sat me down and asked me, like, what do you like to do? And I talked about, you know, my growing up, uh, we had about 12 acres of property and we were always doing stuff outside, you know, maintaining the grass that was out there. We had a big garden. We had, you know, some animals and stuff like small hobby farm, essentially. And the counselor's like, oh, it sounds like you like plant science. Let's put you in that. <laughs> and so it kind of fell in place. Um, and I discovered a course called Plant Pathology, where I found out that I could be a plant doctor. You know, like how I had wanted to be a veterinarian, an animal doctor, I could do the same thing with a patient that doesn't bleed. <laughs> so it kind of fell into place and then I I worked um, in my undergrad I worked with uh, Tom Shung um, Dr. Tom Shung at the University of Guelph and I later did my master's with him and I did a master's project on influ um, looking at the influence of possible climate change factors on creeping bentgrass greens and microdochium patch um, as well as with and without a resistance activator product, proposed resistance activator product, um, Civitas, uh, mineral oil. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a very multi-factor project, obviously. <laughs> and so when I was doing my master's project, I was doing that at the Guelph Turfgrass Institute. And it was amazing because, you know, it was basically right on campus. We had experts maintaining the turf for us. I guess I just had a lot of opportunities in that, in my master's, to present my research and everyone wanted to hear about it because I find like turf managers, they really do want to do what's best. You know, they want to hear the new research. They want to have the up and coming. They, they want the new technologies. So um, 
I presented my research in like the Netherlands and in Seattle and um, it was presented also in Portugal, like all over the place. So I thought that was just really cool. I did my PhD in agriculture. So I went, I switched out of turf for a few years and did my PhD, did my PhD in um, on onions. But then I came back and now I uh, work at the Guelph Turf Grass Institute where I did my master's research and I'm the communications coordinator. So my job is to take the research that we do at the GTI and translate it and communicate it to the industry. So I've been running a podcast called Canadian Turf Talks and um, run all the social medias and I make newsletters and I've hosted the field day. And I also um, plan, or uh, with a committee, um, we're planning the Ontario Turfgrass Symposium. Yeah, I was going to ask you too about the, the podcast that you uh, launched recently. Uh, I know it's uh, really taken off and there's been a lot of talk about it. Can you uh, maybe just tell us a little bit more about what the podcast is all about and uh, what you're uh, striving to achieve with it? Yeah, so in talking to people in the industry right now, what we've kind of heard is that there's a need to grow the industry and have skilled workers, right? And so using the podcast as a way to highlight diff the different types of careers that are available in the turf industry. So we've talked to someone who manages a cemetery, um, someone who manages a large professional field in Toronto, uh, and of course the golf course superintendent, because that's the first thing people think of uh, with turf often. Um, and then also within that, anyone who's from the turf industry can listen to those and hear some, you know, words of wisdom, career advice, and uh, yeah, hopefully it's something interesting for them to listen to as they're working about their day or going on a commute. Now, you're involved with the, uh, the American Phytopathological Society Turfgrass uh, Pathology Committee, as well as the uh, Canadian Phytopathological Society. What, uh, what all does that involve and uh, what do you do with that? Yeah, so um, APS and CPS, they're both um, non-for-profit organizations that are really focused on academics. Um, both of those societies um, publish their own journal. Um, APS publishes the journal um, Plant Pathology and uh, CPS publishes the Canadian Journal of Plant Pathology. <laughs> Very creative names, right? <laughs> um, and so uh, as the chair for the Turf Pathology Committee, um, I have been hosting online get-togethers with turf pathologists across Canada and the US. Um, we are hosting recent, um, upcoming on the 27th of this month, February, um, we are hosting an online webinar about turf diagnostics that are gonna be hosted by two um, professionals out of NC State University. Um, and we are, we have our own Twitter account on for that committee as well. And it's just the, the idea is, uh, highlighting and sharing information specific to turf grass pathology, um, trying to engage more graduate students to get more interested in it because it is definitely a niche that needs to be served. Um, and like I said, like the industry is just craving more information. So sorry to try to attract more scientists into turf grass pathology specifically, and also sort of share within turf grass pathologists uh, resources and information. We have an online sort of, it's almost like a private Facebook group where we can you know, have a discussion forum and, and chat with each other. So at one point, um, a pathologist on the East Coast 
posted a message saying something like, oh, I'm not really sure how to culture this pathogen or how to isolate it. Does anyone have any tips? And within 20 minutes, they had an answer from an expert on the West Coast, you know? So that was pretty cool. Um, and on the CPS, um, I've been a member of the Canadian Phytopathological Society for a long time, you know, and I've been on the education committee for that. And that's all about outreach and, um, and teaching the general public about pathology and plant health in general. Um, and upcoming at the, the annual meeting of that, that's gonna be held in Ottawa, I'm planning a turf grass specific field trip to highlight to my academic fellows the different varieties of turf grass and the different uses of turf grass and the different challenges that they might have in related to turf diseases, especially because we often have pesticide bans. Our Women in Turf promotion um, not only aims to honor those uh, influential women in the industry right now, but also to uh, encourage others to uh, to perhaps uh, take an interest in this industry. What, uh, what would be some of the advice that uh, you would offer to other women who might be considering a, uh, you know, entering this industry? Honestly, I think that um, it's just don't be scared, you know. I, I know that historically speaking, there have not been as many women in this industry, but there's absolutely no reason, it, with today's technology and today's uses, there's no reason that a woman couldn't do what a man can do in turf management, right? You know, like it used to be, oh, well, you're using muscle power to move this well, that's in the days of old when we used to have like horse and carriages, right? Now we've got bobcats and, and machines that do a lot of the work for us. So that's not an argument anymore, right? We're, we're becoming more inclusive. We're becoming more accepting. I think we're, we're shifting the needle. And there's lots of groups that uh, women can get involved with, like the Ladies Leading Turf through like Syngenta and just, you know, seek out other mentors like myself. I have a regular meeting with Katarina Jordan, who is a professor here, and she's been a great support to me as a fellow woman in turf pathology. What would be uh, some of the highlights of your career? Um, highlights of my career? I guess right now I'm really excited about the Ontario Turfgrass Symposium. Last year we hosted it online when we had a really great turnout for that. Um, but you know, this year I think everyone's getting really excited for it, so that's gonna be you know, I think it's going to be bigger and better than ever. Um, and the speaker program we have lined up for that is awesome. Um, but uh, one of my favorite highlights was uh, giving a talk about my turf grass research to researchers. Um, the STERF, so Scandinavian Turf. Oh, I can't remember the acronym. It was in Norway. Um, and that was really awesome. I was the keynote sort of international speaker there. And that was really awesome. Have there been any uh, challenges of note that uh, you've encountered over the years uh, entering this field? Um, yeah, I, I mean, definitely sometimes you feel a little uncomfortable when I have I've felt this where I walk into a room and I recognize that I am the only woman in the room. Um, and in some cases, I've had some pushback from people. You know, sometimes there's having conversations and I get, I don't want to say elbowed out, <laughs> But I don't know if that's just them not knowing me as a person or them sort of discrediting me as a woman. That's by and far a, a minor, minor element. It doesn't happen very often, but, you know, when it does happen, it's kind of, ah, come on, you know? <laughs> um, so it's, it still does happen, of course. But, you know, it's, it's a matter of focusing on those who 
really do support you and and bring you in to things like you know my my colleague Cam Shaw he's really great at meetings he's bringing me around and introducing me to people and and helping me like get into those conversations um, so you know finding those allies in those situations where you feel maybe like a little bit of an outsider is, is really key do you um, have any uh... Uh, plan or any uh, goals to perhaps uh, climb the ladder somewhat uh, doing what you're doing? Uh, is there a, a certain uh, position that uh, hopefully one day you'll, you'll, you'll acquire? Oh, of course. I mean, I did, uh, I did my PhD, right? So uh, the end goal for me would be to have a professor position somewhere. Um, I would love to stay at Guelph because I, I love this university. I think it's, you know, it's Ontario's agricultural college and we have the, the Turf Reskin Institute here. It's, it's really a niche location that I would love to stay in, but uh, yeah, if I... Is there anything else about yourself uh, or what you're doing in the industry that uh, might be of interest to our listeners? Um, I think it's uh, very awesome that uh, we have this partnership with Turf and Rec, that we're publishing regular magazine articles. I also have an outreach program through Landscape Ontario, where we're creating some resources for... Um, lawn care operators to communicate the benefits of turf to homeowners and to municipalities. Um, so that's coming out soon and we're going to be creating our, a specific website with resources for that. Um, so stay tuned about that. Um, I think that's one of the elements of the turf industry that there's pushback from the general public. Some people thinking that maybe turf is not environmentally friendly or not good or not worth the time or effort, you know, and, and we have a lot of research and data to suggest that actually it can be very beneficial to the environment and very beneficial to our human health. And it's a great little plant to have in between housing and providing, you know, erosion control and pest control and water management, all these great things. So that's something that I'm really looking forward to. Um, so share that when it comes out. <laughs> Uh, just uh, first of all, a little bit about your your background, um, how you got started into the industry, and um... yeah, so I started. Uh, this is sort of mother where I'm working right now at the University of Victoria is sort of that's where I've been for my whole whole career in horticulture and landscaping and turf. So I was going to college. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was taking courses that I thought were a bit interesting, like psychology, sociology, and then uh, <laughs> I was actually. I was at my parents' house one night and my mom and I were watching TV and we're watching a gardening program. <laughs> and I was like, huh, that looks like it could be interesting. Like, I think I would enjoy something like that. So I looked into programs like are on the island to see if there was any like any education or schooling or something that I could do to get into horticulture. And so they did have a program, a 10 month program. So I did that. And once I completed it, I got my first job here at the University of Victoria, and I've been here ever since. That's uh, it's funny. I've uh, spoken with a number of these women in turf that uh, we're honoring, and and they started out in one direction and then uh, discovered turf and never looked back. So yeah, you're you're one I, of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of guided towards turf, like everything just sort of fell into place. Now you uh, recently, I guess. Uh, became an irrigation technician then at the university after having um, spent time in sports field maintenance. Is that correct? Yes, I started working in irrigation last year, but it's nice because you do get like a bit of variety here. So like there'll be times where we'll jump in on the sports sports fields as well to help out. So 
like it's kind of a good mix of both but now my main focus is irrigation so how did that come about how did you uh switch gears all of a sudden um it the opportunity came up the the guy who had been the irrigation technician previously was promoted to supervisor so his job became available and i thought i I, i'm interested in learning like i want to be very well-rounded in every aspect of horticulture so i kind of thought well this is a great a great opportunity to learn about irrigation and it's something where you know i kind of i knew a little bit about it but there's a whole world that just after working for doing it for one year i've learned so much already now how many uh, fields are under your care for irrigating i think two soccer fields and two rugby fields and then one multi-purpose field okay so what exactly are your job responsibilities then as an irrigation technician uh, so we do irrigation for the whole campus. So like we have the the athletic sports fields, but then we also do um, like all the garden beds on campus, uh, all the lawns, just everything, everything under the campus is within our domain. Okay. So it's much more uh, well-rounded than simply sports fields. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. You get a bit of, a bit of a change of pace every now and then too, which is nice. Uh, now you, you get a fair bit of precipitation, uh, in Victoria, do you not? Um, a fair bit of rain, say more so than we would experience here in Ontario. Yeah. How, how does that <laughs> figure in with the uh, the irrigation timetables? Um, well, we have, we use this um, this uh, software called MaxiCom. So it's really great because we have different weather stations. So it takes readings from the weather stations. And then, uh, and then we have like on our computer, everything, like the minutes get adjusted sort of depending on like how much precipitation, evapotranspiration, uh, just sort of what's going on, like sort of in the environment. So um, yeah, so we do a lot of that comes from like, just from using that software, but then also like once it gets into the summertime, then it's a lot of every morning we'll go and check every field, see like if we need to adjust the watering schedules, depending on how hot it gets. Cause it, it doesn't get too, too hot, but we'll get a few weekends in the summertime where or weeks in the summertime where it gets it gets quite warm, so then we'll we'll manually adjust the, the irrigation time. What would you say are some of the uh, highlights of your career? I know it's uh, it's a fairly uh, young career still at this stage, but uh, <laughs> but just going back over the last you know five years, I guess it's been. Um, what would have what would be some of the highlights? Would you consider? Um, this is <laughs> as kind of a general answer, but I think like the place like where I work right now it's been the people that I work with have been really open to providing me opportunities to learn and grow and I feel like that is kind of a highlight for me like just that you know I've I started working with like gardening like weeding mulching and I've kind of been able to work my way up into learning about the sport sports fields and then doing irrigation so I think just the fact that I've been able to try out so many different things without having to change jobs, like without changing employers has been a highlight. Like, and the people that I work with are really awesome too. What would you say are some of the challenges that you faced over the years, both in the field of irrigation and in uh, sports turf maintenance that you were doing previously? Um, challenges, uh, well, especially doing irrigation now, um, the math component has always been a challenge for me. So, and uh, like working in sports fields as well, like um doing calib like calibrating for fertilizing and all of that i i struggle a little bit with the math but everybody everybody is pretty patient and 
and it, I take a lot of practice and now I think I've gotten fairly comfortable with it. What would you say you enjoy most about your career? I think the people. I work with a lot of really great people. Um, my bosses are really, they're just, they're awesome. <laughs> like I couldn't ask for a better crew and like everybody, everybody on the crew, we all have a really positive dynamic and everybody gets along quite well with each other. So it always feels like it's a nice, it's something that I look forward to going every morning. Like I, I'm happy and I'm happy to be working outside. I'm happy. It's like a kind of, it's a sort of peaceful job, but then it's got, especially doing sports field maintenance. There's like enough, there's a lot of challenging aspects to it as well, which I really enjoy. Are most of your uh, colleagues uh, male? And, and if so, um, how are you regarded by them? Uh, yes, they are mostly male. Um, I'm the only female who's sort of in the irrigation turf department. They're pretty good, actually. They're, I don't feel <laughs> I don't feel like I am treated very differently being a woman. I do feel like I, I'm naturally kind of a shy person. So I feel like I've had to sort of learn to find my voice a little bit and speak up if, you know, if I find that something doesn't seem totally fair or, you know, if there's anything that that I think maybe doesn't seem quite right. But everybody is like, really, they're all willing to listen. They're like open to discussion and everything. So I feel very fortunate to have that. What advice would you have for other women who might uh, wish to consider in entering the turf industry? Um, I would say say yes to as many opportunities as possible. So if like if you get an opportunity to take a course to advance your education, or if you get offered time to learn a new machine, and just saying yes to seat time, like anytime something like that gets offered to you, I think take it and don't don't sell yourself short like just remember that you know <laughs> other like all women were, were equally capable of doing what everybody else can do so I think that's just important to remember have you set any uh, career goals for yourself in other words um, are you looking to climb the ladder at, with at, at the university at all um, in the coming years yes my actually my next thing that I would like to work towards is getting my red seal in horticulture I have got my I don't I'm not sure how what it is on the east coast but we do the certified irrigation technician in BC so I have my level two which I just got but next the next big one that I want to do is the uh is the red seal uh course and I hopefully down the road I would like to I would like to look into opportunities for either becoming supervisor or like potentially a manager or something. So I really enjoy it here. Now you mentioned about the the Red Sea. What what all does that entail? Well, I've done my so I've done my levels one and two. Like when I did my ten month program for horticulture, it covers levels one and two for the Red Seal course. So they offer level three and four as well. Or I have enough hours that I could challenge the Red Seal exam. So that would cover a wide range of different uh, different facets of horticulture. So it would be like a bit of uh, turf, graph, turf grass maintenance, um, but then it would also include like botany, uh, hardscaping, uh, pest control, all kinds of different, different uh, subjects relating to horticulture. Is there anything else about uh, yourself or your career that um, we might find interesting? Not really. I just, yeah, I have, I haven't been doing it for too long, but so far I've just, I 
have enjoyed it more and more. And I'm glad, I'm glad that, you know, I kind of, it, it, it felt like a silly idea at first, like when I was watching TV and saw a gardening show and kind of, it, it kind of something clicked, like a switch turned on for me. And I was like, huh, that would be something I'd be interested in. And I'm glad that I pursued that because it, like when I first started, I, I barely knew anything. Like I barely knew <laughs> different types of plants. Like I knew what a tulip was and like a daffodil and just like very, very basic. So it has just totally opened my eyes to the world of horticulture. And there's so much more than <laughs> than what I had imagined when I first started out doing uh, before I went to school. <laughs> you had actually started then um, studying psychology and philosophy and some of these other courses you had mentioned, I guess. Uh, and then, then you switched gears midway. Is that is that how it happened? Yeah, I kind of, I was just taking um, beginner entry level courses for those, kind of trying to see what, if anything, sort of piqued my interest, uh, what what I might be interested in getting into. Like, I thought maybe social work or something like that. But I think I I really enjoy, like, being outside, being, like, having a job where I'm active and moving around quite a lot. Like, that's that's actually very important for me, too. So this this worked out really well. Well, that's what I've been hearing from every one of the other women that I've interviewed is that they just simply enjoy being outside. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> that seems to be the main attraction. Yeah, and I I lucked out like being born and raised in Victoria. Like it's a great a great city to be in this line of work. Like there's no there's no shortage of opportunities for for horticulture or turf in Victoria. So it, it all just worked out really well. I'm really lucky. Be sure to frequently visit our website at www.turfandrec.com to learn about future podcasts.